Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of Dream Home Inspiration, bringing you clever hacks and tips from the very best local experts with your hosts, Tara and Joe. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. I'm Tara Vandelight and I'm here joined with my co-host Joe Violetta. We're here to talk to you about Dream Homes on the Mornington Peninsula and surrounding Bayside areas. During this show, we'll also be joined by the lovely Mary Tarantino. <laughs> and um, she's the co-owner of Inspire Photography Gallery here on the Mornington Peninsula. And she's going to tell us all things about setting up shop on the Mornington Peninsula. We'll also keep you up to date with our regular finance and local property segments. And I also would like to say a quick hello to my two girls, Matilda and Penelope. Hi there. I know that you're listening. It's school holidays for them, so they're staying up late. Coming up next, we have some block gossip. Welcome back to the Dream Home Movement, only here on RPPFM. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the truth. Hey, welcome back. It's Joe here. For our first segment for tonight's show, we're going to chat about what's happening on the block. Now, you may be thinking the block isn't uh, on television at the moment, but we are keeping up to date with all the gossip leading up to the block's next season. Oh, if you're not familiar with what the block is, it's a reno. Where have you been? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a reno show on Channel no- no- 9. One of the commercial stations. One of the commercial stations. <laughs> now, last week we uh, we spoke about one of the potential contestants being The Bachelor, mm. Sam Wood, which mm-hmm. is all a bit exciting. But we also chatted about the new site for the block, which is the Gatwick, the Gatwick Hotel or the Gaddy, which is based, which is in St Kilda. It's surrounded by some of the most expensive real estate in the city, but it mm. does have a very notorious and fearsome history. There has been a lot of crime committed at the Gatwick. There have been murders committed at the Gatwick and many people passing under un, un, really unfortunate um, circumstances and perhaps well before their time from things like drug, drug overdoses. So after the show, I, I went home and I had a chat with my husband and uh, Carl, and he has, he's quite, he's quite spiritual. And one of the first things he said is, oh, gee, there are going to be a lot of restless spirits and energies. Mm. And I'm not an expert on that sort of stuff. Are you, Tara? No. No. So we decided <laughs> that we would call in. Uh, someone who does have quite a bit of experience in mm. this world. We're joined in the studio today by Steve, who is the co-host of RPP's Soul to Soul show, which you can hear on Mondays at, at midday, Steve. That's right. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that the Gatwick could possibly be haunted? I think it's a very good possibility. With these situations, it always depends on the history of the of the premise. Mm-hmm. The older it is, the more mixed its history has been, the more likely 
likelihood of having some sort of haunting or what we call in the industry residue energy. Right. Because quite often, like, people confuse, say, a haunting with residue energy. Let me just explain briefly. A haunting is where some sort of soul is trapped on the earth plane and is a bit confused Mm -hmm. and is wanting to find release, basically. While residue energy sometimes, uh, imagine, for example, if we're having an argument in a yes. room yes. and we're putting out a lot of energy while we're having that argument, right? Mm. That energy sort of gets absorbed into the walls mm. and the floor and into the mm. environment. So the more over a period of time a premise has a lot of negative energies or, or very big energies being absorbed into it, the more likelihood it has of strange occurrences because those energies tend to, you know, do things and and flare up from time to time and that sort of thing. Now, it's not exactly the same as a haunting, but sometimes people confuse the two. You know, people can get creepy feelings going into old buildings. Yes. Sometimes that's just the residue energy of the building built up over many years, you know. Mm. So what kind of um, disruptions could a haunting or that residue energy cause? Uh, you, you mentioned creepy feelings. Sure. Uh, definitely with the residue energy, you're talking about creepy feelings, mm. um, maybe cold patches in, in the oh. building, right. um, sudden weird sounds. Uh, yeah, it, it could be a whole lot of different things, usually environmental things mm-hmm. you know now if it's something a little bit more serious like an actual haunting if there's actually a, a poltergeist or a, a spirit trapped there in some way then you can expect all sorts of weird and wonderful things everything from you know voices to feeling like you're being touched to things flying through the room like oh, really wow. depends on how seriously haunted the place is you know and and how disrupted these souls that are haunting it are Wow. Okay. That 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 does sound pretty serious. Even the residue energy sounds unpleasant. Mm. That's that's for sure. Is this something to be scared of or Well, not if you know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Okay. <laughs> like for me it's like, oh yeah, okay, we just go in there and do a realignment. Uh, a realignment energetically is what some people call a cleansing mm-hmm. or a healing or an exorcism if you mm. yeah, depending on the language you're using. But um yeah, you can realign those energies, especially if it's just residue energy. It just needs to be realigned, converted mm. into something a little bit more constructive, that sort of thing. If it's some sort of trapped soul, some sort of uh, haunting situation, then it's a little bit more complex. You probably need someone like me, some sort of medium to come in to talk to the soul and negotiate some sort of... uh, uh, terms, treaty. There's been hauntings I've dealt with before where the spirit was very determined not to leave. It was their house originally. Oh, they wow. built it. Uh, but we were able to get them to sort of say, well, okay, well, look, it's definitely your house, but you've <laughs> moved on. These people are here now. Can we coexist and form a way of doing that? And uh, I've actually um, helped negotiate several treaties with spirits and living people over the years just like that, you know, because sometimes it's not about trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Sometimes it's about honouring the fact that they've got a stake in this as well, you oh, know. So what do they generally want? Well, it, it's different every time. Like mm. one that comes to mind very quickly was there was a house in Williamstown I went to many years ago mm. and a young boy was haunting the property and mm. uh, he was mostly just playing with all the toys and stuff, oh, but it was freaking out the parents. And, yeah. Yeah. and it turned out he'd gone down to Williamstown Beach back in the sort of 1940s sort of period of time mm. and had drowned at the beach, but the mm. soul 
hadn't clicked that he drowned. Oh, and so right. he'd walk back home again and, you know, couldn't understand why there was all these weird people living there and, and oh. stuff. So uh, so we basically reunited him with his mother in spirit and he, he moved on, you know. Oh. So it's it's different. Each mm. case is different depending on... And, you know, people, because they're scared, they don't understand, they always assume the worst. They always yes. think some devil's coming to get me or something, you know. <laughs> and it's actually rarely that, like, you know. Yeah. I, I used to get quite disappointed. People would ring me up and say, we've got a haunting, can you come? I'd go, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'd get down there and find it. Oh no, it's just some residue energy. You know? <laughs> yeah. How disappointing, you know. <laughs> so, is there anything that they can um, do to counteract this energy? Obviously, to also um, building-wise, what, what happens when they start ripping down walls yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, that can certainly disrupt things. Especially sometimes you get spirits that are there which don't show themselves, right? Uh, especially in older homes, that sort of thing. Especially if it's been someone's home, you know, mm. and. Um, and they can be sitting there and watching the passing parade of time and not making their presence known at all until you start ripping down a wall like or you start yeah. <laughs> destroying their bedroom or something. And um, then it's a different story. Then they might um, object violently in some way, you know, uh, depending on the situation once again. So there is a, there is a chance that uh, some of those spirits could be really not too happy that the block... Um, that Channel 9 has purchased <laughs> um, <laughs> their home. It yes. is possible, but if that's the case, like it's just a matter of getting, like I said before, someone like me to go in mm. there and sort it out. Like these things aren't that difficult to, to sort. Truly. Um, yeah, like people make a big deal about, especially on television, where they go, ooh, yes. you know, and all this sort of stuff. But in reality, like th th this is something that happens almost on a daily basis. Like there's a lot of changes and shifts of energy fields that mm. ne need to be dealt with it's sort of like you know i, I liken it to having you know a, ha a glass house mm. and you think you can see everything but if you don't clean that glass it's soon going to get dirty and that vision's not going to be so clear anymore you know so it's important to keep that maintenance up and same energetically with these properties you know we quite often go in there and renovate them and put in new architraves yes. and paint them and stuff but mm. we very rarely stop and think about whatever other energies might be absorbed in those walls in those properties you know mm. so that should that should make part of our renovation plan perhaps we should work that into our, our mm. project plan for our renovation or what about for new builds do we do we need to be yeah, concerned about this sort of thing for new builds new as well builds is also very interesting area too because it really quite often de depends on where the land is that you're building on right um mm. now some people will go and become very fussy about where the direction is and do a lot of feng shui stuff yes and and that, that's cool you know it's mm. great I'm, I'm not as locked into that although i do see some benefits there but i think the most important thing is to know the history of your land yes who's been there before was anyone buried there you know mm. like you know was there some conflict that had to happen there a hundred years ago or something like that? find out about the land because maybe you'll find out that it was once a sacred land to someone or maybe yes. someone is buried there and there could be some issues with ghosts from the past if you like you know and if that's the case it's just once again a matter of getting someone like me to come in and sort 
that out. Mm. Doesn't mean that you have to sort of go running and screaming away from the yeah. block or anything <laughs> like that. But you know, these things can be sorted. But it's good to know because like nothing worse than upsetting some spirits and having them That's sort right. of start a little block war on you or something no, like that. No, we don't that. we yeah. don't want that. We definitely don't I, want I don't that. want to be in a war with some spirits. No, definitely that's, not. No. That's we've got enough to worry about <laughs> that's <right>. without <laughs> without that. You've you've had a bit of experience with this kind of thing, doing this sort of work. Yeah. A few years or Oh, my experience goes back to the late eighties, so wow. uh, for quite a while now, yeah. So which is why I may sound a little flippant to some people yeah. that because yeah. I'm used to it, you know. In the early days when I first started doing it, there was a little bit of ooh, because mm. it's the fear of the unknown. But like with anything, you know, the, the more you do it, the better you get at it, the more you understand it, yes. the less problems there are. But um, yeah, I've, I've seen some amazing things over the years, so yeah. stuff that would make some people's hair stand on end. Wow. But um, yeah, I, I, it's just a normal day at the office for me, sort of thing. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, that, that is the exciting thing about mm. the Gaddy is the fact that with the block being there, they're going to film everything. There'll be audio. That's be right. Video of everything. Yeah, that it goes would be on. really interesting to see mm. if they did pick something up. I don't know because I haven't had any direct experience with mm. that particular property. I don't mm. know if it is haunted or if there are issues there. Mm. Uh, potentially, there could be. Yeah, there could I would be. Say so with its but, violent history. Yeah. yeah. Look, personally, if I was the producer of the show, I, I'd yeah. certainly be getting someone to give it the once over to be on the safe side. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And you'd be filming that well, for exactly. sure. Well, this is it. This is it. You, you might want to do the once over after mm. you've seen some of the effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got some interesting video there. Oh, it'll, it'll certainly make for interesting viewing. I will be mm. watching it very closely. Uh, this is a really interesting topic and I would like to explore it further. Would you, Tara? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I think we definitely need to look into Feng Shui in one of our yes. episodes. If there's any suggestions that um, you'd like us to look into, please make a comment on our Facebook page. We would love that. And at the same time, any um, experts in this sort of field, put up your hand, say hi to us. We'd love to have you back again to explore this Anytime. further, Steve. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to the My studio and joining us today. Coming up next, we're going to chat with Mary Tran Tarantino. Tarantino. Like the film so, star. Tarantino. So sorry, Tarantino. Um, like the famous producer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> that, that, Tarantino. Yeah. Tarantino. I had it right. I had it right. Sorry, All right. Something <laughs> odd's going on here in this shit. Coming up next, we're joined by Mary Tarantino. <laughs> Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> We're joined by Mary. Fabulous Mary. There's something Fabulous about Mary. Fabulous Mary. There's, There's something, something about, about Mary. There certainly is. <laughs> From Inspire Photography Gallery, which is here on the peninsula in Mornington. I know how to say Mornington, so that's worked out really well. We'll be discussing sea changing, selecting art for your dream home, and the peninsula aesthetic. So we will chat with Mary, who is already here in the studio. We are all blushing. We're going to go to a song, and we'll be back. Take me home tonight. I just want to show you the true light Light me up and make me feel alright Cause baby we are always shining bright Take me home tonight I just want to Hi there, it's Tara here from the Dream Home Movement. It's lovely to have you here with us today. We also have Mary Trantino here with us. And Mary, along with her husband Tom Part, have opened the Inspire Photography Gallery in Mornington. 
The gallery features prints of Tom's fine art photography work, which is quite fabulous. Yeah, he does a lot of photography artwork, mainly of landscapes on the Mornington Peninsula and also landscapes all around Australia. And has correct, he done, has he done stuff elsewhere? Overseas, well? yeah. We uh, we also run photographic workshops across Australia and the world. So you're relatively new to the peninsula, but aren't you? Yes. January 11 in 2018 will be two years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we absolutely love it up here. We've both blended our family this two years ago. Yes. So I came from right across town in Essendon. Yes. And Tom sort of grew up Bayside, Hampton, Brighton, had a house in Beaumaris and... He said, well, I really love the beach and I can't be without walking distance or at least two kilometres from the beach. And I said, well, I grew up on a farm and I'm not, I need trees. I, need, I agree. I need trees. And With both of both. us, like <laughs> three years, we didn't move in together because we thought, well, where is this place that doesn't exist? The beach and the country. And then a friend of ours invited us to visit her at her new house in Mount Eliza. Yes. And we're driving down and I'm thinking, this is amazing. There's gum trees everywhere and I feel so at home here. And then actually we're 2K from the beach. So it was decided, yeah, for a number of other reasons, but that was kind of the short version. It's the magical place. It's got the beach and it's got the ocean. And Sorry, it's got the beach and it's got the bush. So that's a bit exciting. So... Tell me what inspired you to actually start your first physical gallery because it's been a long time coming, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Tom's been photographing for over 20 years wow. in different genres, um, but in the landscape has genre he's always has. Yes. And I guess it's been a dream of his for that amount of time because when wow. you're a landscape photographer photographing Australia yes. and any whether it's abstract, whether it's um, the vastness of the land and whatever however, whatever they see as their – what he sees yes. from the photograph or from the land to make a photograph, you know, he wanted everyone to see it. Yeah, and so the way to do that would be to sell your artwork. So absolutely. it's always there that if that's where your business is, then that's how to, to do it. But – Online and photography artwork don't tend to go together. You, of no, course, you can buy photographic justice. artwork, correct. But mm. when you see it, touch it, feel it, there's a few things I think that come into play, you know, whether it's mm. you're choosing artwork for your home because of colour, mm. um, because it evokes an emotion yes. for some. They've yes. been there before and they yes. want to see, they want that feeling of they walk in the door and go, oh, that's where I live. Yes. Um, it could just be simply that they're proud of where they are and they like that or they've lived in that location before for many years and want to remember that. So there's lots yeah. of different reasons. And it's hard to do that online because there are thousands and thousands of photographs to choose from. Well, we but, can't view it properly because people's screens just yeah. don't represent what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you, you probably use some quite sophisticated printing yeah, we, well. we print locally, so yeah. that's great, or, or just down further, down the line mm. um, further, but we frame locally here as well on the peninsula. Oh, fantastic. Um, so we kind of, the whole idea of, of the gallery really was that we didn't want it to be a typical gallery. No. So normally, and me with my business head and Tom with the creative kind mm. of together, it worked really, really well. Mm. Um, but in my mind, it, it was always about, well, the gallery's always set up as a bit of a library like like you yeah. go in it's quiet the walls are black yes. and you you know walk around oh this is lovely honey yes i love that one i was like oh look at that oh, isn't that how did you do that how Can have I you taken my kids that? here <laughs> you know, and you're sort of in and out mm. 
And I said to Tom, if you ever open a gallery, I think we need to turn this on its head. Yeah. We now have white walls because that's what people have in their homes and their offices to that's start true. with. So it's a very visual type of purchase. We wanted the space to be set up like you could v- see that in your home. So we contacted all the local furniture makers and homeware makers. That's fantastic. And we have furniture in the gallery. From all over the From all peninsula. Over. So they showcase their work there and you see this beautiful art piece over a dining table or over um, a, a suede couch or yep. a beach-looking couch or uh, with a coffee table. and So there's all little the sideboards. So yes. There's little spaces yes. and then with the artwork over the top, it kind of puts it all together for people. So, so you we, can see in context. You yeah, can see in situ really. Look, yeah. yeah, you can see the peninsula look, you know, there in situ. Yes. An actual physical li- living, breathing example yeah. that you just can't see from the flashy photos. You just can't. It's, yeah. as I said, I think Online. if you're buying particularly mm. because you know what you're looking for, that's yeah. great, but that's probably 1% of our market. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time people are thinking or being directed to buying photographic artwork yes. as opposed to paintings or yes, something it, it different. Yes, because it is artwork. Yes. Yeah, exactly. um, you and wouldn't it's, buy a painting just yeah. it online, really, would you? Well, it's directed yeah. normally by their interior designer if they're mm. using one, which we're finding a lot of people these days are. Yeah, the, it is a growing trend, huge. isn't it? Because the house is such a big investment yeah. um, and there's so many choices that people yes. have to make. So yeah. it is becoming quite common mm. even for... A couple of hundred thousand dollar builds for them mm. to use mm. a actual interior designer mm. just to give them a hand, and they're not necessarily hugely expensive part of the process, but they certainly save you money in bad decisions, don't they? Yes, we do host um, events there, and that's what we that was part of the vision again, not being a stuffy gallery. Yes. It was let's have interior designers come along for a couple of hours, it's a free event. They pick a topic, so it might be making a mood board. It yes. might be uh, how to stage your home for sale. Absolutely, yeah. Or whatever it might be, we have one a month. Yeah, it's all relevant to interiors, isn't it? Yeah, really, it's all interior. It's about yeah. the artwork. But yeah. it's about the artwork in context. Yeah, yeah. but mm. actually, it's more informational as well. Yeah. So they're here at our gallery, which which for us people get mm. to see where we are. We're not on Main Street. We mm. do rely on our marketing to get people there. Yeah, and without people coming there, we'll close. So at the end of the day, our vision is to have Tom's artwork in every home in Australia, not, well, you know, across Australia. Yes. And particularly, we've been here now for a couple of years, we, I can't express how much we love it here and the kids, we have five kids. Oh, fantastic. So they love, I know, almost, (laughs) and three dogs and chooks and rabbits. Oh, wow. Anyway, it's a menagerie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so we're, we're busy. But, yeah, the, having the interior designers there, I've learned that they're a lot more accessible than what we would have thought. I think once yeah. upon a time you think, ooh, you've employed an interior, interior designer. designer. No, but it's, it's quite common now, very, isn't it, really? Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just tell me a little bit about any – because I'm sure you're not alone when it comes to – there'll be a lot of people listening that also want to set up either – a bit of an office space or maybe a shop in a factory. Mm. Tell me, how did you go about it? You found this factory space. Yeah. How did you make it habitable? (laughs) And it's it's lovely. It's got got heating, it's cooling, it feels very homely. But how did you get it to that point? Well, yeah, when Tom messaged me and said, I found our place, and I walked in and went, "Ah, okay. (laughs) 
You want to share the vision a little with me here, honey? Yeah. Because it was just, you know. Is he pretty, Andy Warhol? It was like, <laughs> oh, the you're the creative. You need to start me off. But then sort of when we looked past, you know, the island blue um, mezzanine, I thought we could paint that black. Yes. Um, and as it happened, just by pure coincidence and maybe the forces what do you call it? Forces of? Of the energy of <laughs> the energy. You know, meeting people that you think that was not meant to happen, but yes. it was amazing. We met this lady at a coffee shop and we were actually there to meeting somebody else and I mistook, made, I thought no she way. was this other lady and said, oh, hi, we're here for the meeting. And she said, no, I'm not meeting anybody other than my husband. So fast forward, she's an interior designer. <laughs> We hadn't signed up the lease yet and we yeah. didn't even know we were going to be in that area. We just happened to go for coffee there to meet this other person. We didn't even know about this coffee shop. Yeah. And so we were early. We got talking with her. We thought this was funny. Yeah. And I said, oh, you're into a designer. We're thinking of opening a gallery here. Da, yes. da, da. Two weeks later, we signed the lease and we connected this lady and I on Facebook. This yes. is Kim Beauchamp. Oh, wow. And I said, we might need some help on oh. <laughs> Turn this around. Oh, that's amazing. So she was really an integral part of us feeling like this could be our space yes so together we agreed yes we'll paint the walls wide and we're talking you know what are those factories they're massive massive ceilings we're Very talking high 15, ceilings. It's, it's like a double height really it's isn't huge. it yeah, yeah double height of a normal house so yeah. what six meters at yeah least. at least right probably eight yeah. yeah and so we knocked out a couple of walls yes um to create one room that was what we call a consultation room so interior designers can come and use the space bring their clients there and we can showcase the artwork in situ we've got this amazing program so yeah. kim really helped us with that we decided then to paint a couple of the walls black that weren't going to have artwork on them yes so what to it did was everything. yeah there was kind yeah. of like a i'd Happy to say it was a dirty old kitchen. Mm. It's in a factory. You know, can imagine it being like a pneumatics factory and there's like <laughs> sugar in the coffee and coffee in the sugar, you know? Yeah. It's like, so we thought, no well, how do we make this horrible kitchen look great? And we painted all the walls black. Oh, fantastic. So the white cabinetry just popped. Yeah. Um, we painted the bathroom black, got some amazing lighting was everything. Lighting was everything. So we got this amazing lighting pendants in the bathroom. Yes. We ripped out all the fluoros and bought this, uh, what I call the, the the light bowl yes. from Leading Lighters. That's great. That, that, it's, it's made Leading out of core tin, isn't it, or steel, isn't it? It's like this it's great amazing. big steel ball yeah. and the light is on the inside. inside. But like it throws off these amazing 12 shadows. 12 globes in there or something. Yeah. Anyway, we went past. I said, oh, I need something pretty big. Yes. And he said, well, and, you know, I'm not great with renovating and interior designing, so I kind of I think I need to have a look. He said, yeah, good idea. He jumped in the car, came and have a look. And he said, we've got this ball. And I went, yeah, that's too small. And he said, well, there's a medium. I went, yeah, that's too small too. I said, well, there's a large. No one's ever bought this one, so we don't even have we'll it. We'll take and, it. And I went, that's the one. That's the one. Like, it's like a wrecking ball hanging in our – I call it the wrecking but ball. But I think you did – in all fairness, it's such a big space. You needed something It looks amazing. It. Yeah. yeah. We did yeah. have to strap the box that it came in to the roof of our car. It doesn't fit in any vehicle that we own. <laughs> So we're driving down the street with this massive ball. But oh, anyway, gosh, that would have been got funny it if it fell up. off. Oh, rolling down Main <laughs> yeah, Street. Yeah, would be fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> we're home. Progress Street. Yeah. yeah. Hi, honey. Yeah. No, so that was good. It was it was fun to renovate it, but it was yeah. always with the vision in mind that we want it to be fun, light, airy, to look like someone's home. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think you've achieved that. Take me home tonight.
Hi, you're here with Joe and Tara for the Dream Home Movement. Uh, now, Mary, yes. you display a lot of gorgeous artwork yes. in your in your gallery uh, photos by um, your husband Tom. Correct. What sort of photos? Uh, is there a, is there a particular theme or? Yeah, Tom focuses on landscape photography but Mm -hmm. in saying that that's really can be really broad so in the gallery we look at more of the peninsula so at the moment for example all the walls are lined with aerials and some of on the land of the Monita Peninsula gorgeous well I mean we've got a lot of material here on the peninsula we're very lucky yeah we could pretty much not have to change the artwork from the peninsula if (laughs) we just rotated the photographs Mm. yeah yeah Absolutely. So most of your so your photos are beautiful landscapes of the peninsula. So uh, you know nature, the beaches, yeah, a the lot bush. of blues, a lot of tur- mm. turquoise colours. I think what Tom tries to do, particularly when he's doing aerial photography, that's been a big thing on the peninsula because it is coastal. Yes. So in order to to capture that all throughout the year, mm. some times of the year it's best it from the air. So you can really see, for some people, they love seeing bodies on the beach. Yes. For some, they love um, just the ripples of the water or, you know, what you can see through the water from a light plane compared to standing from the beach, the sand, is completely different. And people, the other thing I think when Tom takes is particularly the aerial photography is he wants to almost evoke, is that? photograph or is that a painting yes because when you're choosing it for your home and there's some are clearly you can see that's a photograph but when it's taken from the air you really could get that's wow is that see-through what what are all those colors how come it's like that amazing you mentioned your vision is to have tom's artwork in every or tom's photos in every home across australia what sort of spaces or how do we mm. choose the right photo for yeah. our, our home? That's a good question. So every space is unique to mm. that person's lifestyle. So I was saying earlier to Tara, I think that for some people it's the whole house. The whole house needs to match. Yep. And you'll have a coastal theme throughout the house. So yes. when you're choosing artwork, we put, for example, nine pieces or eight pieces in a home that was for sale on the peninsula, right. in Mount Eliza. Yep. And they actually chose, interior designer chose every space from the entrance mm-hmm. through to the sitting room, the lounge room, two of the bedrooms and a like a sunroom. But every piece suited and flowed. So it wasn't kind of like, oh, you're hit with the same pictures. Yes. It didn't, you would almost realize that it was the artwork that was creating the space to be inspirational. Wow. Almost telling a story Correct. or creating a, a, a feel as you walk through Correct. the house. But some people, their space that they exist in every mm. day is the lounge room. Yeah. And they don't need it in the bedroom. Yeah. Or they don't want it in their kids' room. And that brings them home to a place. That's whether it's the color invokes something, the, Loyalty to the peninsula, yes, is huge here, huge. It is, isn't it's it? Huge. Yeah, it's fierce. <laughs> yeah, expected. Um, so it depends on where it's going, but we also have installed in offices. Okay, on the peninsula. Okay, in Main Street actually. Mm. So you know, and it could be an accounting firm, an insurance company, 
and they just know the beach is not far from them. Yes. They want to see it when they're in the office. We mm. have a beautiful one of Tom's photographs in our lounge room that's of Dragon's Head down at Rye, the 16th beach in Rye. Yep. And it's moved from our lounge room to our dining room where we've moved houses. So that, when you say, how do you choose? Yes. I like to choose a piece that I love full stop. Right. Like it. To me, it doesn't matter where it's going to go. Yep. So we it started in our dining room, then mm-hmm. we moved home, and now it's prominently in our lounge room. It's in the perfect spot. So most of the artwork is about a metre and a half on the longest side. Yes. So if it's horizontal that or vertical, that yep. would be in the height. And so it goes anywhere. Yeah. But it's not small. And that's our big thing, is that it's not a little piece to go between a window and a curtain. No. It's to make your space it's, it's to complement everything in your space to be inspirational yeah but, oh, you know, some i families love have that said, we traveled to the peninsula every year with my family we grew up across town yeah and this was our holiday destination and that's why they've purchased it those beautiful memories right mm. um, we've got a law firm in the city who has purchased an aerial piece from down here and they've got it in their office in the city so because they've got memories of being here. yes so it just depends on your own space but what it is that inspires you or you've seen and it evokes something in you it's not there's not a rule Mm. there's not you know a written rule to say oh you you have to have green if it's there or it has to be horizontal it has to be vertical we've done squares which look amazing i love i love that your approach really is not about rules it's not about written down rules it's or or even overly rational thought Mm. and i mean that i mean that in a genuinely complimentary Mm. way i love that your approach is it's about a feeling yes totally it's about a feeling yeah Uh, i I get goosebumps thinking about that and it makes me think as well about you mentioned your own home and Mm. how you have that that gorgeous piece that that's followed you Mm. And I wonder, when you hear the phrase dream home, mm. what does that mean to you personally? That's a very loaded question. Why do I say that? Because 15 years ago, that would have been a period home in Essendon mm. with antique furniture, 12-foot ceilings, five fireplaces. I'm actually describing the house I was in. Five fireplaces? Five fireplaces. Okay. Yep. Five bedrooms, fireplace in every room. Wow. 1910. That was built in 1910. Um, we extended it, renovated it to replicate how it would have been colours. The colours were, the walls were yellow, the roof was mustard mm. with rosettes and five-armed light pendant. And ask me now, Yep, we're renting and we're talking about is our dream home something we have to own? Yes. Because we've had we've blended our family, so we're going through this experience of, okay, let's rent, see what we love up here, mm. where we want to be, and now we're going, do we need to buy a home? Because we love the space wherever we are, we make it inspirational or mm. that we love being in it. We love coming home because we love the feeling of how we've created the space. It's like yes. in our home. So, you know, what's my dream home? It's not so much the home itself, it's how we've made it fit our lifestyle. Oh, Fantastic. It, yeah. it, it, it makes yeah. perfect and sense. And I've only ever thought that since we moved to the peninsula. Never before. I would never have dreamed of thinking that my dream home was you've got to build it, own it, this mm. is it f- till we're grandparents. Yep. And now it's just a very different concept for us. It's the lifestyle, very it's much. the environment, and it's what you've made that space into. Yeah. You know, we've got this um, 
So when we're looking, if we were to move again from circumstances, we would be choosing based on what fits our lifestyle in that home because we'll know we'll bring into it what we already love anyway, whether it's artwork, furniture, yeah. Perfect. So if people want to visit the gallery, where can they find find it? Number five. Yes. 27 Progress Street, just opposite Common Folk. Great. Um, There's ample parking at the front of the gallery. Perfect. so we're open 10 till 2 nearly every day. Yep. But sometimes we're out installing yes. um, or quoting. Yes. So there is a number on the front of the um, shop or call beforehand or send us a message on Facebook or make sure we're there. Great. And if people want to follow you on Facebook yes, or Instagram? Yes, uh, we're in both. So it's both under Inspire Photography Gallery. Perfect. Yeah. Thank well, you so much. Thank you so much for coming in today. It was lovely chatting with You're you. Welcome. Take me. Welcome back, Joe. here. Now, we have two new segments on the show, which we introduced last week, the uh, finance segment and also our local market watch segment. Last week, we chatted with you about naming our finance segment because, look, finance isn't that sexy, but it's necessary. You can't have a dream home without money. So we threw around a few names. We were calling it, uh, our working title last week was Mortgage Hacks. Our guest last week, Andrea Rowe of Your Coastal Connection, suggested Mortgage Mojo. I like that. Yeah, I like that one too. Mm. I've also heard Dream Home Finance. Dream Home Finance. Uh, Dream Home Finance Tips. Dream Home Money. Dream home money. <laughs> so we had a few, we had a few suggestions going around. I don't know if we've quite settled on a name yet. So for now, we're just going to call it the finance segment, which I know <laughs> doesn't sound overly exciting, but that's, that's what it is. What I want to chat to you about today for our finance segment is doing a home loan health check because this is a really good time of year to complete a home loan health check. Why is it a really good time of year? Well, we've just um, we've just had Christmas. Merry Christmas, by the way, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, the New Year's coming, and most people have have a week, uh, have some time off in between Christmas and the New Year's. It's kind of like a weird limbo time, isn't it, Tara? Where you, it is. You, it's it's uh, you lose track of all days. You do. <laughs> you don't know what what day it is, or I'm what, not sure what day it is. No. We're, well, it's definitely Thursday because no one's is. kicked us out of the studio. Not yet, just no. yet so it's kind of it's it's a bit of downtime for for a lot of people if they're if they haven't gone away they're at home so it's a really good time to do a home loan health check and make sure that you're still getting the right deal for your circumstances when it comes to your home loan this is the time of year as well when people start doing a bit of goal setting uh, so they'll set news resolutions a lot of people will set financial uh, New Year's resolutions and Lots of people set goals around saving money. So I'd like to save more money in 2018, for example. And a way that you can possibly do that that's relatively painless Mm. is to pay less on your monthly mortgage repayments. Absolutely. So what you can do, you can just have a chat to your bank. It will be open. Most banks are open. Or your mortgage broker. 
good mortgage brokers will be working over this period. They will be available. Yes. You've got a bit of uh, spare time, so you can. It's a great opportunity to get all of your bits and pieces together that you might need for a refinance. If the home loan health check shows that you could be in a deal that could potentially save you money. You'd need about six months worth of bank statements, two place slips and your rates notice. Uh, so I'm not saying go ahead and refinance because I can't give you financial advice over the radio. What I am suggesting is that you speak to your bank or your mortgage broker and you do a bit of a home loan health check to see if there is a better deal out there for you. Now, over to you, Tara, for Local Market Watch. Yay, thank you, Joe. <laughs> and I, I think that's, it's absolutely a great time to look at all your bills right now, isn't it? It is, really? yeah. Just all of them because mm. it just gets into the too hard basket otherwise, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Sort your super out, everything. Everything. Yeah. Do, do a reno on yourself. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Finance reno. Hey, hold on one moment. Before Finance we, reno. That's it. Before that's we, it. Yes. That's before it. Before we go into Local Market Watch... That, that's to you live now, here breaking news. It's going to be Finance <laughs> Reno. Done. Finance Reno, that's the name of the segment. Perfect. All right, now for real, for reals, yes. for reals, Market Watch. Market, market Watch. watch. <laughs> so let's talk about the house <laughs> before you get the finance. Now, look, when you are looking to buy a home, I think you've probably heard the phrase before about a home with good bones. A home with good bones can save you so much money, so much money, and you can live a much better lifestyle in a home with good bones because there's that old saying that there's no point putting lipstick on a pig. I've heard Dr. Phil say that. Well, the, Dr. Phil, he's the yeah. authority on everything yeah. now. Well, he's, he's, he's apparently the, the authority on what you can do to pigs. Well, this is right. Well, I wouldn't like to know. But anyway, so look, look for a home with good bones because it will cost you so much more to renovate it, to make it, you know, even if you're not looking to flip it, if you're just looking to make it for your lifestyle if the bones aren't good it will cost you phenomenally more to do mm. it and i think there's something a really good point to point out that a lot of people miss is the fact that not all homes are suited for a flip okay yep. not all homes out there can be flipped for for profit mm. or, or are even suited for a flip really so yeah, don't don't just go in there gung ho and say, look, we can make it whatever we want to make it. Yes, yep. you can. You can build ultimately anything, but it could cost you a lot more when you could probably find something comparable that has a lot of what you need anyway. So be mm. really, really, really fussy when you're shopping for a home, and also be really, really fussy when you're shopping for a block as well. Because absolutely, quite often um, blocks in established areas, um, you can actually save a lot of money by having a block with a lot of the features you already want. So. Yeah. You might be lucky and inherit a really nice garden or even you might even inherit a, like the block that you buy might it already have a pool that you want. It might have a streetscape. Everything that's pre-existing there that you like, you don't have to then put money in your pocket, mm. put your hand in your pocket and find the money for. So, But just be careful that you mm. don't inherit a ghost. No. As we spoke well, about Steve earlier. Can sort that out. Yeah. It's just an alignment issue. That's you know? right. Just an alignment issue. <laughs> just an alignment issue. But yeah, just be very, very fussy. Um, get as much of what you want as you can afford. Yeah, because it's it makes a huge difference over the span of your project. 
Also, I've, I've spoken about this before and I'll keep talking about this every single week if you let me, is aspect. Yes. Okay, aspect is so important. It really, really is. Be fussy about that, okay? So what you really want to pay attention to is where your living area is going to be. You want nice northern light, but you also don't want anything horrible, like you don't want people overlooking you in the northern area. You don't want a noisy dog. I know dogs move, but you might just have a really hard work neighbour. Yeah, so be fussy. You don't want a bad neighbour like, let's say, a petrol station or um, a, a garage or whatever it is. Um, yeah, just be fussy about what's going to be around your house or your block because you, you have no control over that, mm. okay? It is what it is. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot you can change about your house, but pay attention to what you can't change and um, be fussy about those aspects. Mm. Okay. Great, great tip. Love that. Mm. Thanks, Tara. Be fussy. Take me home tonight. Just wanna show you the true light. Light me up and make me feel alright. Cause baby, we are always shining bright. Hey, welcome back. Joe here. I want to fill you in about how my dream home project is going. Well, actually, since I spoke to you last week, there hasn't been any progress on the on the yard, on the front yard. <laughs> the minimalist yard. Yes, but I was reflecting on this time last year and I was reflecting because I couldn't find things that I was looking for. And the reason I can't find things that I'm looking for at the moment is because this time last year, I got all stuck into my New Year's resolutions and I watched a documentary on Netflix. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it was this time last year called Minimalism. Uh, have you minimalism. seen that doco? We've been talking about that. Mary, have you seen that doco? I have. Yeah, it's dangerous. <laughs> and so that doco inspired me to buy a book. And the book was called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Conmari. Anyone else in the studio read that book? No. no. Again, no. dangerous. I'm too minimalist to buy it. Yeah, too, you're too <laughs> minimalist to buy it. So I bought, I bought the book. Well, I actually bought the um, – I bought an electronic version. Okay. Uh, yeah, I bought it on my iPad. Passes. Yeah, so that I, I wasn't cluttering my house. And so the Conmari method, which is described in this book, is that you pick up every item of – Every item in your house, and if it doesn't spark joy, you get rid of it. If it doesn't give you joy, it goes. And a lot of stuff wasn't didn't spark joy, and I got rid of a, a lot of items. Like, I'm talking. <laughs> wasn't a bad now, year. Yeah. Just more joy from other things. Well, yeah, it's maybe like I was over. Now. Yes, it's well, over I'm Chrissy. There's no joy in being sparked at the moment mm. because I've 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 been looking now for the past 12 months for several items like one of my favorite tops which just for some reason didn't spark joy on that particular day books that I was meaning to read but hadn't read but they weren't sparking joy. Mm. I made my poor husband Carl throw out several <clears throat> boxes of books. No joy there. And and half his <laughs> His wardrobe. <laughs> so I can highly recommend this amazing place. It's at five twenty-seven Progress Street. Yes, by a photography gallery. Yes, <laughs> it will give you so much joy. It will spark outfit. joy because <laughs> if I if I t- if I touch those photos and they're not sparking joy, they're going they're going out the out. They'll spark joy. <laughs> so that was my dream home project last year, which was decluttering the house, mm. becoming more minim- minimalist, <laughs> becoming more joyful. I'm miserable. <laughs> I'm not miserable, but I'm still uh, I'm still feeling the um, I'm still feeling the, the aftermath, yeah, the of, of that dream home project. Although 
one one more thing I will I will share is that the book does have or the KonMari method has a really cool way of folding things. Oh. So last year I really got into folding clothes. Okay. Uh, it took a long time. Uh, there's YouTube clips on it. So if you're interested on this folding special clothes. folding yep. laundry folding method, it's uh, it's the KonMari method of folding. Oh. The only thing is because it does take so long to fold things, not everything gets folded in a timely manner. Oh. <laughs> oh. So we really just counted. That that's the time true. It took in we still have some kind of laundry mountain that's <laughs> waiting to be meticulously um, meticulously folded. That's my dream home project. Tara, how's yours going? <laughs> Well, it's not. <laughs> if you've been watching me on Insta, there's a lot of video clips of me in the pool. Actually, not not of me in the pool. More of the kids. More Sounds of the, interesting. More of the kids in the pool. Um, we've got um, somebody gave us this blow up um, flamingo. Okay. They're, awesome. They're everywhere, mm. aren't they? Yeah, they are. it's a thing. So if you watch us on Insta, it's just Flamenco goes here, Flamenco goes here. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done a little bit of maintenance and weeding mm-hmm. and stuff, but really like the real projects that, you know, actually make a big difference to our world, um, they are until the new year. I'm, ha- I'm having a break. It's mm. all the stuff. I've been doing this for 10 years. I, I think I can have a... A holiday. It'll be interesting to see what we get up to next week. I think you can forgive us for having a bit of a quiet week on our Dream Home Project, seeing that it is the holiday season. Uh, this has been quite a fun show. We've we've spoken about um, how we can realign energies and how to deal with um, haunted housings, buildings and land with Steve from Soul to Soul. Uh, you can catch Steve on Mondays uh, only on FM at 12 o'clock. You can also follow Soul to Soul on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram, I believe. Yes, and on Instagram. Uh, we chatted with Mary Trantino from Inspire <laughs> Photography Redeem. Gallery. And uh, you can, uh, Inspire Photography Gallery is opposite Common Folk coffee in Mornington and you can follow Mary at Inspire Photography Gallery on Facebook and Instagram. We gave our, we, we finally named our finance segment as Finance Reno. Oh, yeah. um, Tara sh- shared some great tips about um, buying a home and flipping a home and when a home is not right to be flipped because not all houses are worthy of a flip. Next week, we have a very exciting show in store. Yes, we do. We have Scott... And Nadia Black from Renault Rumble Renault coming Rumble. in. Oh, reality, royalty. They were actually finalists on Renault Rumble. Uh, so looking forward some, to some really great chats with them next week. They're going to share with us how you can rock your Renault on budget and on time with maximum impact. And I think we will have quite an interesting block gossip chat yes. with them as well. Us. Yeah, so certainly looking forward to that. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve. We will see you in 2018. I hope your projects are going well. Please reach out to us on Facebook. We post on there pretty much every day and let you know what's happening in our world. We want to hear what's going on in yours. Thank you for joining us.